Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Fridays gonna have you listening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn. Season three, episode three. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, writer, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. And it's your girl Tajiana here, actress, filmmaker, and teaching artist from the Bay Area, lover of all Black stories, Black narratives, and Black airy thing. Welcome to Quarantine Film Fun Part 2. Yes, very exciting. It is Quarantine Film Fun Part yes. 2. Okay, two. <laughs> so excited. It's going to be a fabulous continuation of streaming content that we enjoy during this very unprecedented season. You know, it's going to be every bit of escapism that we all need. That's what Film Fun is. That's what we're here to discuss with you all this week. We hope you enjoy it. So we're going to do a couple of movies and a couple of TV shows. Um, we're going to kick it off with some films. Um, first up on my list is The High Note. So this came out in May 2020. I know that feels like eons ago. <laughs> it really does. Eons. Eons, y'all. Light oh, years away. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, this was a um, home premiere, like video on demand. So, you know, you can rent it and have it for like a few days. This was directed by Nisha Ganatra, screenplay by Flora Grison. And this film stars everyone's favorite funny lady. I'm talking about Tracy Ellis Ross, who we know her from Blackish, Girlfriends. Yes. Tracy, love her. <laughs> Read Between the Lines, and also Dakota Johnson, who we know from Bad Times at the El Royale and the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, We probably know her best. You all know her best from the Fifty Shades of Grey film series. So Ross stars as Grace Davis, and Johnson stars as Maggie. So set in the dazzling world of the L.A. music scene comes the story of Grace Davis, a superstar whose talent and ego has reached unbelievable heights. Maggie is Grace's very overworked personal assistant. Like she does so much. She does everything. And it, it's crazy when you watch it. But she feels like she's, you know, stuck in a rut. She's just running errands and things like that. But of course, she still has her own dreams and aspirations she wants to be a music producer and an engineer. And the leap that that takes, you think, you know, of course, it's like a yellow brick road, a stepping stone, but in the music business, that's like a really big leap because once you show up as, you know, an assistant and you're doing this type of work, you know, moving up, people are like wanting to keep you in, you know, this box, so to speak. And so the movie discusses that a lot, actually. Um, So when Grace's manager, uh, played by Ice Cube, presents her uh, with a choice that could alter the course of her career, Maggie and Grace come up with a plan that could change their lives forever. Um, This film is so fun and light, piece of escapism. Uh, Ice Cube plays the manager, Jack Robertson. It's very easy. The music has so much joy in the soundtrack. I personally love um, Davis's ballad, Love Myself. So, so good. Um, Her presence on screen is 
bigger than life. Definitely we get that from this movie and like from her previous work on television and things like that. And when I met her about like five years ago at the Image Awards, it was like so funny to see this bigger than life persona in a tiny frame. You know, when like you see someone and they seem like so tall and so big in person or just so bigger than life and then seeing them, you know, (laughs) in the flesh, it was a little different. It was so fun though. Um, I definitely enjoyed, of course, how they show the ups and downs of the music business. There's a pivotal scene where, you know, her manager wants her to go to Vegas and basically stop releasing new art and making new music. And Grace feels like she's not ready to be shelved and put on the back burner. So there's this powerful scene in the movie where she's having a boardroom meeting and the suits, as they were, you know, the A&R people, record execs, are pressuring her to take the Vegas deal. And they consider her washed up because she's in the 40 plus club. Um this, I'm going to tell you now, was a little hard to watch in such a light movie <laughs> um, because I feel like they don't do that to men. You know, our culture is very sexist and they try to tell women that they should sit down after a certain age, you know. But you have people like Mick Jagger, Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney. They're all like weathered and older and, you know, they're still performing. No one's telling them to sit down. But Thankfully, you know, no one's telling them to sit down, but there are older women going against the tide and against the grain and still holding it down and performing. Patti LaBelle, Tina Turner, Shaka Khan, they're still touring and things like that. Um, There is a super sweet twist in the movie, but I don't want to give it away. I got to watch it. Maggie's character uh, ends up trying to be an engineer on her own terms, you know, so this is like the duality in the film. There's like two like major plots going on. And um, she ends up teaming up by doing it on her own terms with a vibrant actor, Kelvin Harrison Jr., who plays David Cliff. Um, Harrison was in the movie Waves with Sterling K. Brown, so sex with them. I think that even though this movie started off as a cookie cutter type of formula for like a romantic comedy musical vibe, the ending really took the corniness out of it and it really made it worth the watch. So, I think you guys would enjoy it. That is The High Note. My second film I'm going to talk about today. Very excited to talk about this one because this was a nail biter. Bad Education, which came out in April of this year. It's an HBO original. You can watch it on HBO or HBO Max. It's also available on Amazon Prime and Hulu to rent. This film directed by Corey Finley stars Hugh Jackman as Frank, who's a Long Island school superintendent, and his assistant, played by Allison Janey, as Pam Gluckin, are credited with bringing the district um, down, basically. Uh, the, the district has unprecedented prestige, but it, it crumbles under their leadership. Frank is a master of positive messaging, uh, whether before an audience of community leaders or in an office with a concerned student or parent. A student reporter played by Geraldine Viswanathan as Rachel Bargava uncovers an embezzlement scheme of epic proportions, prompting Frank to devise an elaborate cover-up. So, you know, it's very dicey. This is a true story, and that's what shocked me about this movie. Um, just the fact that there's so many corruptions of embezzlement in the school system is staggering. People go to great lengths to have status and power or prestige. And, you know, they actually can be at fault and 
there's like one person responsible for it being a domino effect, a slippery slope of it crashing and burning. Um, Hugh Jackman, of course, though, was exceptional in this movie as like a a friendly villain. (laughs) And of course, his character is he's uh, in the closet. He's a closeted gay corrupt superintendent and he plays this role really, really well. And I think it shows the diciness of how like evil can come with a smile and a wave because he's so unassuming and nobody would ever think that he's embezzling the money, you know, and meanwhile, the school that they're, the schools that they're running and that they're overseeing, they're falling apart, you know, leaky ceilings, not enough books, all kind of stuff like that. And people in power can turn a blind eye for greed. So, and they're lining their own pockets, which is disgusting, but it happens more often than you think. And that's why they made this movie. And it's a really important film, I think, that people would enjoy. Bad Education, check that out. Those are my films. I have a couple of TV shows I'm excited to talk about. But first, I'm going to shoot it over to Taj. Let him know what you're yeah. watching. Man, that low-key, <laughs> what you just said about um, that is like, it reminds me of Mad Money. <laughs> mm. Just a, a tad bit. Just the whole theme. <laughs> yeah. That education. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of when you said that. And I was like, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, I have some things to share with you all. I'm going to start with these movies. This first one, um, just simply hilarious. <laughs> We're going to get into this this discourse. No. Um, <laughs> seriously Single, out on Netflix. It came out May 1st of this year. Um yeah, so the storyline revolves around this, um, these two best friends and um, the main character. So you always have, you know, when there's two best friends, there's a main and then there's a supporting. She's a social media expert. And so she's craving commitment and just simply cannot stop following the life of a former love. And so in this movie, we watch her journey as she interacts with this main individual, but also um, tries to get over him by interacting with other men as well. And then by the end of the film, um, you know, she comes to this sort of revelation and finds herself. Um, And so, you know, any movie that has us in it, I'm just like, hmm, let me see what's good. You know, I watched this. It was like late at night. I couldn't fall asleep. And I was just like, okay, (laughs) let me see see what this is about. Um, Because it had popped up. I think um, Chelsea said it was like in the top 10. I don't know if it was in the top 10 at that time, but it probably was because it Mm. popped up. It was like like opening weekend, like when it had just like premiered, like premiere weekend online. Yeah. Right. And I think the promo was just so like encapsulating because the colors are so bright. They're so attractive. Um, mm. And seeing, you know, two black women, um, this this um, movie was um, shot primarily in Johannesburg, South Africa. And, you know, the actors and the crew, you know, um, everybody who wrote this and directed it and who's a part of it is um, African. Um, and so um, it has that lens and has that type of, um, it's that type of story. And so I appreciated seeing a movie that was um, produced by um, South African people, by African people. And so that was very interesting to see. And also like the cultural elements that were 
threaded throughout it um in addition to the colors and just making everything so vibrant and aesthetically pleasing I thought that that I thought they did a great job um in regard to that because I know you know African people you know my people get a lot of criticism yes I'm talking about you Nollywood (laughs) in regards to you know production quality um over there and so I just appreciated um what they put together I thought it was a very um intriguing um visual piece um in regards to to the story though um we we uh, listen (laughs) I okay (laughs) I was watching it and I was like after like 30 minutes I was like what am I watching like I was Mm, like yeah we we did better than me y'all because I didn't finish it (laughs) Chelsea turned it off after 30 minutes. I did. I couldn't. I I was like, (laughs) okay, I got to support my people. I was so bored. And so like, I was just awake for no reason. I was like, let me just watch this movie. I just feel like I'm at a point where I don't want to see any more films about us, especially, you know, women, but especially black women struggling, being depressed about being lonely and going through all these things Um, And going through the turmoil and strife of, you know, getting over, you know, a guy and then, you know, you start trusting him again and then he cheats. And then at the end, then you find yourself like it's the same formula. So I wish that they had done something um, a little bit different, but with these same um, actors, um, with these same actresses and um, with a similar type of tone and mood. Um, But yeah, I mean, it It is all over the place. It was all over the place. It was you know, like stories mm. get recycled. They just yeah. tumbling through. The you know, story, the the colors were great. The outfits, you know, yeah. The friend was like really pushing her to just embrace just, her singlehood and just like be independent. And she was like fighting that tooth and nail, you know. Yeah. yeah. But one it funny scene, like was the like, dependency. Exactly. Oh one funny scene I did like was in the beginning though, like she gets dumped and she <laughs> she thinks she's going on vacation, but he's giving her her stuff because he's kicking her out. That was funny. It was messed up. Yeah, they they really <laughs> they really just made her tumble into the ground. Like yeah. she was seriously going through it. Like there was just so many points. I think when she threw up at work that's when I was like, okay, like she is really going through it. Mm. Um, I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, Lunga and Noni, oh my gosh. And then the guy, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, y'all can watch it if you want to. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just want us to, you know, I appreciate the journey to self-love, but I'm just don't want to watch us struggle and cry over men for half the movie before coming to our senses in order to achieve that. Mm. Um, and I feel like because of that, they did so many scenes and tried to emphasize the she's lonely and trying to figure it out part and made the movie seem longer than it actually was. Like, I felt like I was watching the movie for three hours. Like, it was just <laughs> oh. so long. One of my favorite movies, which I've already mentioned in previous seasons multiple times. But it is an adaptation, and it's Hana. Hana, the TV show series, is um, based off of the um, movie. And so if you guys don't remember, Hana is... Um, this girl who's been raised in the forest 
Um, and she has, you know, a specific, you know, specific type of DNA that enhances her um, abilities as a human. And so she is trying to evade um, the relentless pursuit of the CIA agent. And so this series is part high concept thriller, part coming of age drama and follows this girl as she's on her journey um, as she tries to basically unearth the truth about who she is. And so, um, like I said, Hana is based on the 2011 film of the same name, um, which starred Oscar nominated actress, Saoirse Ronan, my girl. Um, and so <laughs> love her. I, you guys, I, when I say this is like top five, one of my favorite movies, nobody likes the movie except me. It's fine. But they adapted it into a show and I got hooked. I was like, I thought I wasn't going to like it because you know, when you love a movie so much and then they try to do a show, I was like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to get away from the story. I don't know. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, they punched up everything. They punched up the character development. They punched up the action, um, the thriller, you know, in it. It just was so invigorating. And so um, they actually, um, I watched season one um, because I didn't realize it was out. It's on um, Amazon Prime. Please go watch it. Um, Then season two came out um, as well. Um, Well, season one came out uh, February of last year. And then um, when season two came out, um, the trailer dropped June 17th of this year. So a couple months ago, I was like, what? Um, So I got, you know, hooked onto season two and you guys, it's just so, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You want to know um, what's going to happen next. And it's just so, like such strong characters, such dynamic characters and like the curveballs. just, they're always giving something new. So just, they just did a very great job. Um, shout out to David Farr, program creator um, for doing this. Um, mm-hmm. And I got a 7.5 7. out of 10 on imdb 80 percent on rotten tomatoes so it did pretty okay um i think i'm just like a sucker for like girls like kicking butt like i don't know um but if you like you know i feel like if you don't like the movie you'll like the show because it's more um there's more connectedness like once you go from episode to episode um it reveals more about her life i guess the movie kind of leaves you more not in the know i guess that's what i've heard from my friends who don't necessarily like the movie, but um, if you don't like the movie, I would highly suggest watching the TV show and giving it a try because it is really invigorating. Um, and if you don't like it, that's fine because I'll be here for season three. <laughs> but um, please go watch it. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, and those are my picks. Good picks. Yeah, Hannah. I love how you said you're the only one that likes it. I am the only one who likes this movie. Ah, and I'm so glad like, they did that adaptation. Even though Hannah may not be the perfect film, Trisha Ronan still, she did what needed Oh, she did that. Like, she did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's good. It's really good. Um, let's get into <laughs> some more shows. Um, this one, I'm so excited. I'm so, like, no reeling from this show. I still have not watched it because <laughs> I refuse. Uh, okay, so y'all, Tajiana won't watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <It's> Carol Baskin. <laughs> this show, Tiger King was so, what was it? It was like looking at like a, like a car accident, like a pile up. And oh it's gosh. like, you can't take your eyes away. Like, 
Okay, I tried to get Taj to watch y'all. She wouldn't. She was like, eh. I think I'll give it a try. We'll see if it happens. It <laughs> we just had some, uh, some Zoom movie nights, and I, you know, I was pushing for Tiger King, but it didn't win. <laughs> it's okay though. Um, if you guys haven't heard this movie, uh, this show, uh, it's a Netflix original series, and it came out in you know March of 2020, which of course seems like two years ago now, but this was early, early COVID. <laughs> Tiger King is a glaring exploration of. Big cat breeding and its bizarre underworld populated by eccentric characters. I mean, they already kick off the show by letting you know cat people are crazy people. Like people that are into the big cat game and breeding with lions and everything like that. Tigers, it's crazy. So, of course. Lions, you know, it, tigers, bears. Tigers, bears. Oh, my. Joe Exotic <laughs> is at the, at the helm and it's Joe Exotic versus Carol Baskin. I mean, did she kill her husband? Personally, I'm just going to say it does not look good if you watch the show. It's like. Dang, I mean, all signs point to, you know, something, something, something's not right there. It's very mysterious. I will say that. Um, there's also, sidebar, a gross underbelly of sexual manipulation, drugs, and polygamy. This is all that you get. It's like a, a, a free-for-all of crazy in this limited series. It was literally like watching a train wreck and not believing that people like this exist. It was intense. It was funny in some parts, and I was just left shocked mortified totally shell-shocked it was insane so but yeah i mean i'd love to also hear taz's reaction once she actually sits down and watches this this i'm gonna watch it just for chelsea (laughs) you need to please check that out um tiger king netflix check it out if y'all haven't um lastly oh my gosh i was obsessed with the show so you know Last week, I was talking about watching, like, Little Fires Everywhere and just loving that show on Wednesday nights. Wednesdays, I would also watch Mrs. America. It's a Hulu original uh, series, uh, FX original series. It's also on Hulu. Um, It came out in April of 2020. Congratulations, first of all, to Uzo Aduba, who won the Primetime Emmy last month for outstanding supporting actress in the limited series or movie at, for her role as Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman to run for president. Very, very cool. She was exceptional on that. Um, Mrs. America tells the story of, you know, the women's movement to ratify the equal rights amendment, the ERA and the unexpected backlash led by a conservative woman named Phyllis Schlafly also known as the sweetheart of the silent majority. So through the eyes of the women of the era, both Schlafly, which is played by Kate Blanchett, and second wave feminists Gloria Steinem, Betty Friedan, Shirley Chisholm, Bella Asberg, and Jill Ruckelshaus, the series explores how one of the toughest battlegrounds in the culture wars of the 70s helped give rise to the moral majority and forever shifted the political landscape. And this show is packed with acting veterans. Of course, you have Kate Blanchett, Margot Martindale, Uzo Aduba, Rose Byrne, Sarah Polson, and Tracy Ullman, Elizabeth Banks, Jean Triplehorn, Nisi Nash, James Marston, and John Slattery fill out this very unpredictable show. I mean, there's a lot of double crossing in politics in general, as we know, but the show does not let up on the underbelly world of lobbyists, policies, and congressmen. Women's liberation is always debated at about and it's a fragile topic depending on who you're talking to and i think it's a very important timely piece of history worth checking out during this day and age because of what's going on you already know what that is um (laughs) 
before I get too political, before we get into it, please check that out. If you have not, Mrs. America, FX, Hulu, original, check that out. Great, great show. So those are my picks. Self-made. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, baby. Hey. Yeah. Self-made. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed um, this series. I, I feel like it was so fresh and, like, new. It was just, I feel like, a beautiful covering of um, the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Um, and... So if you don't know, Self-Made is inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker, um, who was the first African-American self-made millionaire. Um, And she sold hair products for Black women um, primarily and just truly the first beauty mogul, seriously, um, in our community. Um, But I thought that they did a beautiful job of capturing her life um, in a way that is fresh while still keeping the historical, you know, undertones, the locations and everything like that. Um, The lead, obviously, Madam C.J. Walker is played by um, Octavia Spencer. And um, the great thing about that is um, Octavia actually received a nomination um, for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series or Movie for her performance. Um, and I thought that it was very beautiful. Um, I am aware that, you know, there's so many big names attached to this. And most importantly, you know, um, some of, of Madam CJ's kin, you know, attached to this because this um, series is actually based on her biography on her own ground by... Um, uh, a Leela bundles um, that actually premiered on March 20th. So yeah, um, I mean, you have Tiffany Haddish, Garrett Morris. I mean, come on now, Blair Underwood. There's so many big names attached to this and um, producers attached to this, um, including LeBron James, shout out to the King. Um, yeah. And I thought that that was just beautiful. Um, not only what they were able to create on screen in terms of depicting her life through these, you know, fun uh, compilations um, and then these flashbacks where they go into different scenes, you know, scenes within a scene um, and just everything like that. I really appreciated uh, all of that seriously. Um, In addition to the people who are even just attached to the project, um, including, um, you know, directors of some of the episodes like um, Casey Lemons, um, Demaine Davis. I feel like a lot of people didn't really enjoy it as much as they thought they would. Um, I think they thought they were going to go a little bit more in a historical realm with it. Um, I got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb and 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which is cool. Um, but I appreciated it for what it was and what they, just how they portrayed everything. It did freak me out though, seeing um, <laughs> Octavia in this role um, coming mm-hmm. off of Ma, that really mm-hmm. did did uh, shake me up. <laughs> but that's oh my the God. life of acting. Girl, I'm oh still traumatized Ma, by Ma this Ma was not that scary. It was not no, that bad. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was scary. It was just weird. Like, yeah, it was weird. It was just it was freaking. strange. Yeah. And her facial expression, I'm like, ooh, Octavia. I know. Anyways. I really yeah. loved, yeah, I really loved Self Made. It was excellent. And just like the story of her doing 
what she had to do and mm-hmm. being confident. And, you know, she had a horrible, very whack, whack husband. But, you Ooh, know. That man could never. <laughs> Sorry, Blair Underwood. Ever. We love you. I'm sure you're Blair great. always got to be doing something. <laughs> he always got to be doing something. I'm like, y'all can't ever cast this man to be, okay, whatever. Please. He was okay and set it off. I saw that recently because it was Look. on Netflix. That was he was a little angel, and he how many little angels that? Off. that was it. Then they yeah. turned him into He's like I'm a devil. Harvard man <laughs> dating a bank robber. <laughs> He's like, oh no, not me. Like, I'm no, glad you're safe. He, and then they left. Is like, is he going to Mexico? Is he not? I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, you know? I really thought that he. Look, I really thought he. What is the procedure? <laughs> Vivica was a plan. <laughs> What y'all the set it off, y'all. Set it off is actually on Netflix now, you guys. <laughs> so if you have not seen it, please go watch that. Oh, I'm sorry, I went um, off topic. Um, no, so it's fine. <laughs> That's the only movie that we're gonna see Blair Underwood playing somebody with a heart. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, true. but seriously, Self Made was just beautiful, um, and I appreciated this limited series and just honoring the legacy of Madam C.J. Walker. Really, just yeah. in, like after watching the season, I was just like, ooh, like that inspired me. Like, okay, it does inspire you, and like yeah. it gives you that battle confidence of like, you know what? I'm not going to mm-hmm. compromise myself, which she didn't do. Of course, really for her people, it was so excellent. strong. I never watch reality shows; it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But girl, when this came out i was like you know anytime something that deals with romance is always going to have high ratings because See, that's the thing i don't check out reality but i don't check out like reality romance like that but my sister's mm. like bachelor all that stuff i don't like watch like yeah. island or things like that but yeah. i liked it like i enjoyed yeah. it it was very intriguing like i was just like okay like y'all are just boosting it because it's about love and romance and y'all lonely and all this stuff and then it, i was just like wait hold on so I was like, this show had me hooked because, you know, the concept of, you know, getting to know a person on an intimate level who you can't even see what they look like. Mm-hmm. That concept has obviously, that idea has obviously been talked about for years and years. But just shout out to whoever, you know, created the concept for this being an actual show, like turning it into a show where it's like, actually, like you're documenting these humans with a real life experience and like yes we're gonna press record and document this like that's just so interesting um Mm -hmm. could never be me I don't think I could do it but (laughs) but this idea being played out in real real time through a show was very interesting so I was like "Hmm, this is something new to you don't want to meet your your man behind the wall behind the glass wall you don't want to like talk talk yourself but into love and, and with feelings if, if and that was the case i would just continue talking to my imaginary friend from elementary school love is but blind you can fall in love look unless it, unless it's look it gotta unless be that you're lauren and Gamer speed, yeah. unless you're lauren and cameron <laughs> look if you're not cameron yeah. I'll they're know. the 0.1 that made it <laughs> listen the way that jessica look they jessica did him so dirty <laughs> She, all she had to do from the beginning <laughs> is just say no. And she wanted to drag it on because she felt bad. And I'm just like... I feel like her ego was bruised because she really loved, like, Barnett. And he wasn't feeling her, so... Was I don't even like Barnett and what's her name together, but that's a whole nother... Mm. 
these couples, I mean, yeah, Lauren and Karen's is just, you know, the most authentic and, and most real. Um, they did do a post-show interview, which got really heated. So, um, yeah, if you guys are into, or even if you're not into, like, you know, reality dating TV, I would watch, you know, Love is Blind. Um, they got renewed for multiple seasons. Um, and, it, you know, I think that it's a very intriguing show to just watch how to interact with people. And I also just learned a lot about um, how people communicate with their partners and just, um, you know, just that whole process. I feel like that is intense, though, to like adhere to the rules of the show. Like you're literally like they tell you how to fall in love. Is it still on Netflix? I think it's still on Netflix. Yeah, it's still on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching that. It was it was good. But I was watching all kinds of shows like that. I was watching like Too Hot to Handle. And- oh, my gosh. Was it good? I was going to watch it, but then I got scared. It's kind of like it's funny. It's not as good as Love Is Blind, but it's. I mean, it's funny. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was okay. Uh, the Circle. Oh, I need to talk about that. I'll probably talk about that this season. The Circle was wild, y'all. I, I enjoyed that too. That came out in January, which feels like that was eight years ago. So it came out about. <laughs> I was I was twelve when it came out. <laughs> it was eight years ago, but that was a good one too. So much stuff. So much content. Anywho. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next week for our Saved by the Soundtrack series. Ooh la la. So fun. We will be discussing films where music saved the story or possibly may have overshadowed the movie that gave it merit. But there are so many spectacular soundtracks that make movies special and unique, like Almost Famous, which is like one of my favorite movies, which I discussed last season. You know, it's so great. Your aura is a beautiful purple color. It's purple. Your aura is purple. One of the best lines. (laughs) Best lines in the movie. It was incendiary, man. So good. Um, Feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at ShayButterPop. You can follow us on Instagram at ShayButterPopcorn or follow us individually. You can follow me at ChelseaJMusic on Twitter or Instagram. And you can follow me at Tajiana Okechuku on Instagram and Tajiana Tweets on Twitter. Yes, all one word, all lowercase. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know. Please. Like, and comment, line. subscribe, y'all. Subscribe. And turn on our post notifications so that you can be notified. <laughs> I'm joking. Did that y'all was- even turn on the notifications, though? I love how time just came for y'all's next. I just said, you know, like, comment, subscribe. I'm the good Hit the notification. Hit the bell. Did you even notifi- turn-, <laughs> turn on notifications? But we need the audience to follow the account. <laughs> we love the likes, but we need the audience to follow the account. We need this continuous support. <laughs> the great book. Now it's time to follow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so please follow us and share. Help us to continue to build our community, our online presence. Appreciate y'all engaging with us. Um, yeah, tell your mama about our podcast. <laughs> tell them. Tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>